City Discount Tyres. Buy three, get one free on the popular Falcon Wild Peak AT3W All-Terrain Tyre. This is Saturdays in SA with Bryce Gibbs and Tom Long. Oh, yes. Good morning. So good to have your company today. It's the top of 15 degrees today in Adelaide. Almost had an aneurysm there, Bryce. My brain didn't connect with my mouth. Um, 15 degrees, maybe some showers later on in the Arvo, but big games with big repercussions for both of our South Australian teams. So we thought we'd get who else but the most astute football brain uh, in the SEN stable here in South Australia. Mark Bickley is on the line. Bix, how are you going? Yeah, I'm well. How are you? Yeah, I'm pretty good. <laughs> um, look, what are you? we've been discussing Rory Sloan's plight this morning. It's possible that he gets signed on for another year. What, what are your thoughts around that and for Adelaide's development if uh, Sloaney who has been an all-timer for the Crows and have been wonderful if he's taking up a midfield spot uh, say for a Sam Berry next year. What are your thoughts on that? Yeah, look, I think it's always done in um, you know looking at your list. You know, like So Adelaide have still got a really young list and they've got blokes like Rochelle and Saligo and Pedler and all those guys who are going to try and sort of run through the middle of the ground. So, yeah, if you've got a young list profile, you can afford to have one or two older players. And this is where the decision may be also made in conjunction with what ends up happening with Matt Crouch as well. And so mm. I just think that he adds so much to the footy club in, in so many other areas. So in terms of a list of 40, I just feel like, you know, having someone of the quality of Sloan on your list around those young players is, is a good thing. So... Um, he certainly won't be on the, the dollars that he would have been on in his last contract. And I think that's the way that the game moves. That even if you th- feel like Geelong and you look at some of their really good players, they're on very modest contracts. And I think that's the way Adelaide will end up going with Sloan. Could you see a situation where, uh, because his impact on the younger players is so profound and he's such an amazing leader, is Rory Sloan, where they say, look, we're going to... Ha- sign you on for a year, but we want to integrate you with some more coaching stuff and you may not play every week. Yeah, look, I think I think that's been done before. And, um, you know, one thing I know about Rory Sloan is that he's a, you know, he's not someone who's a, uh, he just accepts that, uh, you know, the common opinion is he's, he's, you know, his footy ability sort of waning and he, you know, may not play every week. He's, he's someone who... You know, loves proving people wrong. He's mm. he's single-minded. He's really professional the way he prepares himself. Not dissimilar to, to what we've seen with Travis Boak in recent times. So, I just feel like, you know, that, you know, the Adelaide Footy Club will be saying probably, you know, if there's if it's a line ball between you and a younger bloke, we're going to pick the younger bloke. But I think Rory Sloan will mm. back himself to get himself in really good shape and play some good footy. And and hopefully, if he plays really good footy, he earns his side. You know, on merit, and you know, makes a really strong contribution for the footy club. Uh, Bix, just a couple of your thoughts on the Crows Gold Coast game today. Both sides uh, technically can can still play finals this year if they keep winning. We spoke to Tate Kaysler, the backline coach for the Gold Coast Suns, and and he um, mentioned they can get Adelaide with their their young, inexperienced backline in today. Uh, where do you think it'll be won and lost in uh, in this one? Yeah, look, I, I think. That, that's certainly the, that's the obvious one, isn't it? When you look at how decimated Adelaide's defence has been, particularly the big tools, and you've got pretty much Keane and, and Borlays and, and Worrell. They're the three you know, keys defenders. And, and we know that you know uh, Ben King was in great form last week. Kasbolt can clunk it. And, and Lukosius kicked five last time they played. So 
So really, you know, not rocket science, but the midfield's going to be so critical, isn't it? And and you feel like Gold Coast have been dealt a blow with, with Took Miller, you know, being a last-minute suspension. We know that Rowan Anderson and Swallow are, are really good players. And I think probably Anderson's the pick of those three. And he's the one that Adelaide needs to make sure that, you know, he's not getting a lot of ball on the outside. So I think they'll, they'll put a bit of time into him. But I feel like Laird and... and uh, Crouch, you know, they're, they're in good nick in terms of winning the footy and they, they won the contest convincingly last week. So I think they'll back themselves in there, but they've just got to make sure that if the ball does flip to the outside, that they've got some measures in place where Anderson and, and even Atkins has been in really good mm-hmm. form. You know, he had 28 last week and he's someone who uses the ball pretty well. So they just want to make sure they don't let the ball on the outside, which is, you know, sometimes where they can get hurt. Yeah, that's certainly what they did well in the showdown as the... You know, people saying Adelaide's midfield is a little bit slower than it is today as well, but they closed down those uh, outsiders uh, with some really good tackling and then uh, kept it in close, which was good. Can we pivot now, Bix, to uh, Geelong, Port Adelaide? Um, the Cats, to me, are probably the most vulnerable. They've been in a little while with Hawkins is out, Mark Blixarfs is out. If you're Port Adelaide, what are you focusing on to, to get the W over there? Yeah, uh, look, I, I think if I'm Port Adelaide, I'm focusing really heavily on what they're doing. And, you know, like, I'm sure Geelong supporters are looking at Port's team and saying they've never been more vulnerable without Lysette and Dixon, you know, two big aggressive players. Uh, you know, they're missing um, a, a few others with injury as well. And so it's, um, you know, both sides, it's going to be really interesting to see how it goes. But so when, you, when you're not playing all that well, though, you just have to focus on getting back to what you know works and, I think in the, the first half last week, Port Adelaide's pressure count was around 175 to 185 and the Crows were, was over 200 for the first and second quarter. So, you know, so much of Port Adelaide's good work in the first half of the season has been about getting out the opposition and creating turnover and getting it forward, winning that territory game and then locking it in. They just haven't been able to do that. Adelaide, I think I read something in the first half, had five goals from defensive 50 chains and going all the way down and, and scoring. So, you know, Port Adelaide have to ramp up the pressure. Uh, Willie Rioli comes back in. That'll help. Uh, you know, but like I said, both teams are vulnerable. It's who's going to get their hands on it around the contest. And I think that'll be the challenge for Port. Can Rosie and Butters, who we know are pretty good, can they be ably supported by some of the, the lesser lights through the, through the midfield for Port Adelaide? And Bix, just one more before we let you go. We know you're a busy man. Uh, the sanctions handed down to Port Adelaide during the week for the concussion incident, fair and reasonable, or they got uh, let off, you think? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tough one. I find it hard to, to judge. You know, 100000 bucks is um, is a lot of money. The big one, though, is, is it comes out, 50% of it comes out of their footy department spend, which is their soft cap and... You know, like every club spends every dollar of that. So, you know, when you lose 50 grand, something has to sort of give. So, you know, there's going to be, they'll be looking over that uh, expense line on, on that footy department and saying, where are we mm. going to find 50 grand? So I reckon that's pretty tough. But um, at the same time, I thought it was a, you know, it was a fairly big breach when you looked at that collision, when you looked at the players. Uh, you know, I think most people just shook your head and say, how did that happen? And so there had to be something pretty substantial on the back of it. And yeah, I don't know, probably around the mark. Um, yeah. So what, what I was worried about was if it was a hundred grand and it came out of the footy. Oh, 
just hit his uh, mute button there, Bix, and he's just drifted away. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was uh, the thoughts of Mark Bickley right there. Uh, th- so wonderful to have him on. You can hear Jared Walsh and Mark Bickley on Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursdays during the week. Bryce, do you think the hundred grand was a big enough deterrent for other clubs, or do you think something else should have been taken place? Yeah, well, as Bick said, a lot, chunk of that coming out of the the footy department is significant. That essentially just could cost someone their job, which is mm. what you don't like to see. And they will be a little bit less resourced, Port Adelaide, next year for that. But oh, I don't know. I, I reckon the AFL could have gone down a path, maybe pushing back some draft picks Ooh, or whoa. something like that, whether the you know, second or third round go to the back of that round yeah. to to make a statement because some clubs can afford to, to pay a fine and, and you know get a, get away with it. Someone like a Collingwood or, or even a West Coast, some of the real wealthy clubs, you know, 100 grand to them is probably not that much. So by punishing a team with draft picks or, or something like that, it, that would scare teams a lot more and would stamp it out completely really quickly. I think whether that's fair and reasonable, that's up for debate, but I would have probably gone down down that path. Yeah, probably a, a far bigger deterrent if you are able to affect their their actual on-field stuff with a – yeah, I don't mind that idea of sliding a, a late draft pick Back a little bit. Well, it, it can't be too late in the draft because yeah. some teams don't even use their later picks. So it yeah, has to yeah. be, you know, first round pick might be a little bit yeah. stiff, but, you know, certainly a second or a third round or both of them in there somewhere is probably yeah. the right spot. David King spoke during the week about the incident and these were his thoughts. I would also put premiership points and or draft uh, national draft pick sanctions as a suspended penalty that this cannot happen again at this club for a period of time. Mm. Call it five years, call it ten years. The the actual management of this football club have to override and show that they are taking concussion seriously from here forward. You actually don't mind that from uh, Kingy because you always got to think, imagine if it was your own kid and they sent them back out there after that type of hit. They were both out cold. Uh, Lockie Jones even did the, you know, the arm thing when uh, someone's knocked out. But, Bryce, we're going to get to a break. It's the top of 15 degrees today. Up next, we're going to be casting our eye closely over the Port Adelaide game and a few other of the big headlines from the week. It's currently quarter past ten.